long sigh. <laughs> a long boring sigh. <laughs> a long boys me sigh. Listen. I'm sure that my day was hectic, but nobody had a worse day than yeah. Shannon Storms before. No. Not today. I mean, yeah, I guess she's had a few worse days. I mean, it started out a couple of days ago. <laughs> I still think the worst day she had was that one on April 1st. April Fool's Shannon. <laughs> when she found out that David was filing for divorce. <laughs> Or I think like the David was having an affair. I don't know which yeah, one it was. Something like that. Yeah, it was April first. <laughs> April Fool's happy. I think April that Fool's was Shannon. the beginning of the beginning of the spiral. And I think the poor, you know, you know, like I, you know, how much I like Shannon, and I say that I identify with her so much. Yes. Yes. Um, well, she showed me what rock bottom would be like <laughs> for me. She's like. <laughs> So, I was like, oh, that was a warning to me. I shouldn't get all, that to that bad. I shouldn't get that bad. First of all, what I want to, because most of the time I feel between the two of us, I get the news and then you will text me a couple hours later being like, you fucking bitch. Why didn't you tell me that this was happening? Right? Because you're like, I'm so behind. First of all, no, no, no. But you today, get the news. You comment on it. I get the news and I don't know what the news is about. I do go <laughs> online. I research and then I come back and say, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> but text you. I, a feel like, I feel like you have a Google alert on Shannon Bedore, how quickly you got that information <laughs> and texted me about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I must have been online. I literally, the, I got the news like. I got the news like two minutes after it was posted online, like literally two minutes. I looked it up because I was like, is this some old news that I'm going to post? And then you're going to be like, yeah, that happened three years ago. You don't remember? And I would be like, oh, my God, I don't. So I was like, wait a minute. When was this posted? It was like two minutes ago. I was like, oh, shit. So I had to set up alerts on. You know, I I manage. You know, I help out with some of the Facebook pages for Ben Ron. <laughs> so I was like, they're gonna go nuts. People are gonna keep posting about this over and over again. I need to do some cleanup work for them. <laughs> so I had to set up an alert after that. But yes, <laughs> I feel like your like spiral senses. You're like mutual spiral sister that she is. Shannon. Yes, I feel like yes. your, your spiral sense is like Spidey senses because I like could tingles. actually I saw exactly how it happened. She <laughs> took Archie to John's house. Was it John? Is his name John? Yeah, or Steve? What is his name again? John. John. No, Steve yeah. Lodge was uh, yes. Vicky's okay. guy. <laughs> so she took Archie. It was going to be a nice family dinner, and they were going to have a nice family dinner. But she was already like upset that she couldn't stay over at Steve's, or Steve wouldn't stay over at mm. hers. Mm. And she's like, "Okay, this doesn't." And the reason she wanted to talk to him was there was this Trace Amigas things, and uh, I she was signing all these uh, you know documents about the Trace Amiga tour with Vicky and Tamara. This is how I imagine it happened, okay? And she needed some advice and she, you know, how she doesn't trust herself. So she needed to go back to John and ask him. So she went to his house, they had a dinner, 
But he said he said something. It just triggered her. He told her not to take that second scoop of ice cream, and she just lost it. Okay. <laughs> And she had been drinking and she'd been mixing her drinks because you know how she is. She starts out like nice and cool, like everybody wants her to be with, you know, with wine, but wine doesn't move her. So she eventually moves to tequila and now she's mixed drinks. And Mm. now John has upset her. And so she just decides to just have a huge fight and leave. And she realizes Archie's with her and she's like, come on, Archie, let's go. And she gets him into the car. <laughs> Poor Archie. Oh, my God. Did you see the video of how that car swerved and went? I'm thinking Archie's not strapped in. He's in the back and he probably went <laughs> swinging from one side to the other. What's a sweet boy. <laughs> what did he do? All he did was come into the family just as shit was go- about to go down in Shannon's life. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a golden retriever where just like the happiest silliest sweetest right. most loyal little guy right. all the, he wanted the goodest was little boy ball. all he wanted was a ball give me a ball give me my ball and just throw it when i ask you to throw it and feed me once in a while but leave me out of this shit man yeah it's just and then so here's the thing. It's I do think that this is rock bottom for Shannon because I feel like every year Shannon mm-hmm. has had a new rock bottom, but I think mm-hmm. this, no, is this is it. Like is this rock. has to be it. Right? Yes. Yes. And recently, like she was also on Watch What Happens with like Vicky and Tamara, and they're really trying to revitalize the Trace Amigas thing, and they were going to mm-hmm. go on tour. And apparently, at a live show, they talked about how they're going to start a tequila brand and a cocktail book. Yes. And, and now Shannon today. And Tamara was apparently talking on two. Pot, two teapot, whatever that fuck, whatever <laughs> two teapots and a pain in my ass, whatever. Yeah. It's like uh, yeah, two snooze fest. That <laughs> one, she was saying apparently um, that she had talked to Shannon that day or the day after, and Shannon never mentioned it. But Shannon was very quiet because they were having a business meeting about the Trace Amiga tour, and oh. this was supposed to be a, a tequila tasting kind of tour. Yes. So, I think Vicky, Shannon, and Tamara are going into business. And the only reason Tamara is even, she was saying that she was shaking. She's so worked up. And she posted something about all three of them. And then she put some music on top of it. It was so, it was so unserious. It was ridiculous. And I'm like, the only reason Tamara is even bothered about this instead of pointing and laughing is because her money is tied to Shannon. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. she wouldn't care. She would throw Shannon under the bus. She would be the first one to get her the tequila, the first tequila after this uh, accident happens. Yes, 1,000%. Like, if Shannon thinks that, like, Tamara really gives a shit about her, she Mm -hmm. is mistaken. Because apparently after the reunion, there's a picture of, like, I think Emily... Tamara and Heather out to dinner together or something like that. Mm-hmm. So whatever. But I feel like here's here's I think a lot of people are worried that Shannon's going to go to rehab and suddenly Shannon Bedore is not going to be interesting on television. You are mistaken. No. Because Shannon will have a new personality uh-huh. to try to like sell us, which is uh-huh. my favorite because that's yeah. how we met Shannon. We yeah. met Shannon as a fancy rich lady right. who was unraveling on the inside. Yeah. Now she's going to be a sober Zen person who is unraveling on the inside. Right. And honestly, I'm very excited I, for it. I, I hope she like, gets better just so that she the, doesn't kill anybody. 
Yeah, the core of Shannon is the core of me, okay? We are constantly <laughs> unraveling and we are panicking. There's shit going on inside <laughs> us that nobody can understand. We are in panic mode at all times and we are getting nothing done and we are very, very, have a very low self-esteem. And that's who Shannon is. You cannot, you can take the alcohol out of it, but that all of that, the panic, anxious, self, low self-esteem personality yeah. is not going anywhere. Yeah. Remember, it was a sober Shannon who fell off her exercise bike. It was a <laughs> show, sober Shannon that fell off the, what is that called? There's a new one now where she's getting on the, uh, incli- what is it called? The inclining thing where you. <laughs> Wait, no, that's not actually Shannon. That's, that's not another, her? That's another blonde lady. That and looks exactly said, like her. <laughs> did it mean say Shannon Storts Fedora? I'm like, she did it again. <laughs> no, of she course would. she didn't put her legs, feet under that thing so she would <laughs> fall down. I'm like, okay, but the exercise thing, yeah. That was the sober shit. Yeah, shit. that was it. The, yeah, the ex- falling off the exercise bike. That was, I mean, was she sober? I don't know. No, she was. It was a sober Shannon who was eating nachos and, you know, complaining and, you know, giving us a show in her, you know, in her spangs. You know how, remember when she went to the, went to the gym, the guy at the gym and she was in her spangs and he was like really, really belittling her and telling yes, her how when she, she goes was. to get weight and the guy she looks at her like Shannon has shared some <laughs> really 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 core you know hard 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 um truths with us okay yeah. she has shared her life with us by the way she's gonna share this too I thought that Jan and Shannon broke up did they or John and Shannon broke up did they not? I thought they did too but then she shows up she keeps going yeah I think they broke up broke up as Hey, I'm not going to ask you to come over to my house anymore, but you know, I'm still going to come over to you and complain about my lemon business and my <laughs> my lemon business and my and my tequila business that I w- know that uh I know that I have to sign this document, but then I know that uh Vicky and uh, Tamara are probably getting a bigger share of the money and I'm not happy about it. Yeah, and um wasn't there also a story a couple weeks ago where Shannon got into a drunken fight with John's daughter? Yes. Yeah. I love this lady. <laughs> now, here's the thing. I will say what I don't love. I love Shannon Bedore because the person she always harms the most is herself. I will say in this situation, yeah. she put two she put several people in harm's way. Yes. She clipped clipped somebody. She ra- oh. rode into somebody's house. Yeah, so it was like the 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 curb, she went over the curb and then she went almost into the front door, right? And yes. she knocked over a few things. Um, what I didn't, in the news article, I didn't quite get when they said hit and run. I really thought she'd hit somebody and run. I know. And I didn't this realize is, this is, is it technically called it a hit and run? I didn't quite understand are, that. Arthi, have you been involved in that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> because it, I have been in the car while you were driving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does concern me. <laughs> No, no, no. That's like, no, that's the kind of driving you learn when you are in India and then you come and you apply it here. That's a different kind of issue. <laughs> but poor, yeah. So yeah, I thought first I thought it was a person, then yeah. it turns out it was a house. But the way she was driving, she could have very well hit a person. Yes. The yes. person was there. And then the he story was. Hit, she could have died. She could have hit somebody. She Archie could have died. Oh my God. Archie could have died. That was endangering. And, and like then. The, call the essence. 
SPCA. SPCA. Yeah. yeah. Gina's going Gina to be having them? it. Yeah. <laughs> but Gina probably did call them. But um, then the story was that she pulled her car over and pretended to be walking her dog. So so in the video that TMZ got, there the, the next place where she so, sort of slows down is actually an intersection. Yes. And there's another car coming and she seems to slow down. I'm wondering if she just stopped at the intersection in the middle of it and then just walked out with Archie. I think she pulled over because she was shaken up and she wanted to check on Archie. So she got him out to check on him. And then by that time, the cops came and she pretended that she was just walking. (laughs) I love her. What a mess. Please get some help, Shannon. Yes. And I feel like Shannon is also experiencing empty nesting because the do- yeah. the girls just left. Right. But it's the like a lot of left. things hitting Shannon, right? David left. The girls grew up. The girls left. Menopause hit. Weight loss up and down. God knows what else. She tried to reinvent herself with a business, but now it's running a new business you know small business starting from scratch and doing that and making money is is hard and then her you know her love life or whatever is going up and down all the time i think shannon is going through it man of shannon course, needs she's to calm down and just quit it. everything and just spend her dad's money for a, you know a little bit yeah and she's rich like her, in yeah. every way yeah but she's, she's not wealthy, from- wealthy like uh, Heather Dubrow wealthy now. But she but comes she- from money. Yeah. I think – And I, f- yeah. I feel like for a person who comes from money, she is always panicked about finances. Right. So I that's think she's like panicked thing. because her dad is um, has always been a spender. And a, oh. You know? So she's yeah, like – she doesn't yeah. quite trust that she'll get all of that money. Yeah. Well, good luck to you, Shannon. Yeah. We're rooting for you, babe. <laughs> Better. Okay, let's talk Don't about. Don't worry about your weight. Don't worry about yeah. your love life. Just go and by the way, she looks a... great. Yeah, she looks great. I think she just needs to go off on to, into a you know kind of not a rehab per se, but go into some kind of Zen retreat and just chill with the book for. A, I think for a Shannon bit. is. I think Shannon is always a, also a person who like constantly is holding on to the past. Mm-hmm. Like I think that she feels like, oh, I got married to David and my life went away. And then mm-hmm. after I got divorced, I was fat. And then this and then this and this and this. And like yeah. I think she constantly feels like life is slipping away from her. Yeah. And I wish that she would just like stop and smell the roses. And I feel right. like she drinks a lot. When she drinks a lot, she stops to smell the roses. But I, like I right. wish that she would stop and smell them sober. Because right. like your life is pretty good, Shannon. Yeah. I, I went without a drink for almost a month and a half. And it felt so good. And now I have to go to events and, I, you know, there's always some drink there. And I keep trying to drink less and sip less. But once you start drinking, you end up drinking. But I don't, I'm like, ugh. I don't want to have alcohol anymore. I'm like, kind of, my stomach is all over the place. I mean, Shannon, you're getting old, Shannon. Let's just not. Yeah. It's okay. Let's quit. Let's quit. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about Real Houses of New York. Um, now that we've gotten all of our sympathy for white ladies out, mm-hmm. let's get into Real Housewives of New York and really just rail into what a fucking piece of shit Aaron is. <sighs> By the way, I got so many messages from listeners this week being like, I can't wait for you and Arthi to go in on this episode. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I was like, yes, I, I can't wait So either. what happens is if we record this on Sunday night, if we end up recording it like Sunday night, I would have so much more to say. Because I get all riled up and then Monday comes and then I sort of, it sort of fizzles away. So when I eventually start ranting here, I feel like I don't give the full effect of the anger that I feel on a Sunday night. It's like Sunday night, I'm burning up with anger. I'm like, (laughs) I want to kill Aaron. (laughs) No, 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 no. You know, Aaron is insane. She would listen to this podcast and be like, my life is being threatened. Oh my goodness. No, I didn't mean that way. I mean like (laughs) podcasting way. (laughs) I want to destroy the the concept. You want to eviscerate her with words. Eviscerate is what I meant to say. Grammar. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we're still in 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 Anguilla and Anguilla. Yeah. Yeah. And this is day three of vacation and the girls are waking up and Aaron talks shit about Jessel to Bryn. And this is kind of just the theme for like the first half of the episode, which is that Aaron has a stick up her butt about Jessel. And she thinks that as she said at the dinner the night before that Bryn was not at, that it's turning into sort of like this. Uh, Jessel is t- trying to tell them that her life was hard because she's trying to get trauma points from Sai and Bryn and Uba and compare her, her life to them. And Aaron has herself convinced that Jessel is a princess who grew up with tons of privilege, mm. who cannot compare her life to Aaron's or, or sorry, to Sai's and Bryn's or Uba's. And she should stop pretending. And Aaron does this thing, which I think is something that Bryn pointed out last week, which is that Aaron likes to think that she caught you in a lie. Mm-hmm. Like she thinks that she knows you better than you know yourself. Yeah. And it's so fucking rude. Like she's it's just Bethany is what she's doing. She's trying to do a Bethany, but do it live instead of in the confessionals, which is why it comes off weird because you she's calling people out and calling them liars when they're not, but yeah. she's not even, they're not even lying. So Bethany was in the early years, at least had smart quips. Aaron doesn't even have that. She doesn't. Um, and, and I have to say that Erin is not, um, she doesn't have a stick up her ass for Jessel. She has a stick up her ass, period. Yeah. Just the previous night, she went off on Bryn about her fertility story. She said that yeah. was a lie. Then she wakes, then she says that Erin, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that Jessel is uh, making up and trying too hard for the sympathy card for her life, which. Jessel may, I I have to be on the fence about it because, you know, I started out this whole series by saying uh, the vibe I get from Jessel is that she's spoiled and I'm recognizing that. But I think she's not spoiled the way a rich person is spoiled. She's spoiled the way a daisy is spoiled where parents do take, uh, molly coddle you a lot. So you don't know how to necessarily... um, take responsibility for your actions right away. And so that is something that I thought was the case, but I have changed my opinion on Jessel. I don't think she's necessarily spoiled that way either. And Mm -hmm. what I think is that Jessel is in that moment, I do think as Jessel was telling the story, she felt like her audience was drifting away because she was talking. She started out like all immigrants do, by the way. It's because Uba and Jessel are the only immigrants. The others are, they are, women of color but they're not immigrants so every time you an immigrant starts a story they always start with 
my parents came over to this country. Absolutely. 100%. Or I came over to this country or it's my parents came over to this country. And that is part and parcel of our struggle. And nobody can understand that. That's not a money struggle. That's a lot of years of watching what you do, behaving a certain way, taking care of yourself, pinching your pennies because you don't know if this country is going to, you're going to be able to live in this country, um, you know, permanently or not. Yeah, is this it, going to be a home in the future or not? It's a very different kind of struggle. And that experience is super different. And that's what I think she was trying to say. But as she started talking about that, she could see that her audience was kind of waning. And so she was she was like, yeah, it was really hard. And then she started saying it was it was I had nothing and it was really hard. And the way she started doing that is when everybody else started saying, oh, you, she's trying to do this trauma Olympics. Yeah. But I don't think she was trying to do that at all. No, she was all. just presenting her facts that, by the way, Aaron and Brent, you guys asked her for it. Sai, yeah, you correct. asked her for it. So this yeah. is her story. Take it as it is or not, but you don't get to tell her, make her qualify her story to your perspective. What do you think she is? So you thought she was spoiled. You thought she was a princess and her story is not matching up with what you are saying. I think that there's, I think that those are really good points. And one of the things that you said right now about like us starting from the beginning and how it's not a money struggle, it's a different kind of struggle. It's an identity struggle. And that right. is really hard to explain to people who just have the identity that they have. Erin right. is a rich New Yorker who's, who was handed her job by her parents when she was 19 years old. Mm-hmm. She did not have to work hard at all for anything. She literally right. was handed a company. Right. And now she's got this other company, which we, we are trying to remember the name of her company, her design company. Mm-hmm. It's Homegirl. Yeah. You as a white lady in America, like, can't really have a company called Homegirl. Girl. Yeah. Like, you don't get to take the word Homegirl. That's crazy to me. But anyway, Erin doesn't understand that struggle. She doesn't understand the identity struggle because Erin was born to be the person that she is. Like, mm. her whole life is leading up to the person that she is. For women of for Desi women, and especially like when you are Desi growing up in the West, it is very complicated. And Jessel starting her whole story with like, yes, my parents are Indian, but they came from Kenya. The reason why it's important is because it's all leading up to her culture. Because mm-hmm. Kenya Indians who lived in Kenya are different than Indians who lived in India. Indians yeah. who Desis who lived in South Asians who lived in the Middle East are different than South Asians who came from their countries to America. It's a very specific, different cultural experience. And it's hard to explain to people who you are without going into all of that. Because yeah, like she's Especially if the people are not interested in listening to you. Exactly. That's the part. Like people should have been like, Kenya, I thought your parents were from India. And that would have asked, added, she could have explained to you how people from India ended up in Kenya. Yeah. How there were so many Since the 1800s, by the way. Right. So like- I think that the bottom line is that Aaron and Sinai, this is a conspiracy of mine. I think when we all saw the casting, we were like, who's this lady? How did Jessel get on here? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. If you look at it, right, I think that what they're trying to do is figure out how somebody like Jessel 
ends yeah. up becoming a real housewife in New York. And I mm-hmm. think that is why they are poking holes and Aaron thinks, oh, she must have paid someone. She must have connections. She must know somebody. Right. And that's how she right. got on the show. So when she, when Jessel comes in and says, no, I actually like worked really hard to get where I am and I don't come from money and I'm not spoiled. I'm not a mm-hmm. princess. I think that confuses them. And they just are like, no, that's impossible because we've already made up your our minds about who you are. And then when she's talking – Aaron and Bryn are talking and Bryn says something like, you know, like, yeah, you don't have to say like you were born poor and like you were smuggled into this country. What? Wait. Yeah. What? Hold on. What? That's a, <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's offensive to me yeah. as an immigrant child. Yeah, like right. that actually makes me really angry because you think that that is the only way that an immigrant has a struggle mm-hmm. is right. like, oh, you were smuggled into this country. No, yeah. being an immigrant in this fucking country is hard. Even yes. being a it's, Indian. It's one of the hardest countries to be an immigrant and because our immigration laws are so much stricter and so much harder to navigate. You can be an immigrant in any of the other countries, and they are all hard. But they are nothing is as hard as coming into U.S. and that yes. even legally, even legally. Yes, and then also when Aaron is saying like, "Oh, we are trying to ask her like, oh, your parents didn't pay for college, like whatever, all that stuff." When they go into all that, yes, Aaron, Bryn, um, Jessel's parents may have paid for college, but you and I both know, yes, that when Daisy parents take care of you financially, it is a full transaction. Right, they are expecting a result from you, and they're expecting you to lead your life a certain way that they wanted to. Like when yeah. they pay it's for your college, it's not about returns on the money; it's returns on how they want. They expect you to behave and lead your life. Exactly. So if her parents paid for her college and then they expected her to live in London and work in London and then she Mm -hmm. said, I'm going to go to New York and pursue this career in fashion Mm -hmm. and her parents were like, are you out of your fucking mind? Mm -hmm. We're not going to support that. We don't support you going to a whole other country. That again, yes, fine. Your parents may have paid for college, but now they're holding you hostage for the fact that they paid for college and now they expect you to do whatever it is that they have asked you to do. And now they're going to be disappointed in you because, oh, we paid for college and now you're going to America and blah, 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 and all this stuff. That I feel like is a thing that people don't understand. And I think like you want a South Asian housewife, but you are refusing to understand what where she comes from mm-hmm. and what her quote unquote struggle might be. And by the way, they're all like, oh, we don't know her. We don't know her. In the fucking Hamptons, she told you guys how she had such a hard time conceiving right. that she did IVF, which is something even her own family doesn't know about and because of the culture of she comes it. from. And you made fun of her for it. And you've been talking about her making jokes about her sexless marriage since. She told yeah. you she has body image issues and you guys have been making fucking fun of her. So right. fuck you guys. You don't get to know her anymore. Right. Like, the I don't know what the fuck they want two, The other thing is something that, um, you know, online I heard that and it was like, oh, maybe this is the other reason. It's like, Jessel speaks with a British accent. And for some yes. reason, someone said, how can you be British and poor? And yeah. like, how can you have a British accent? No, somebody online was saying sarcastically, yeah. how can you be, have that British accent and be poor? You know, yeah. how pe- people here assume that if you speak a certain way, and if you behave a certain way, then you must come from money. And that yeah. that clipped, you know, British, English accent, London accent is something that people associate with 
own money. So it's like, okay, so that's the other thing that I was like, you guys just built this whole persona for her without getting to know her. And you're just wondering why she's in your cast. Like you said, I think that's a great point because I don't think, I think Jessel knew Jenna, but I don't think she knew the rest of the cast no. before being cast in this. And so I think for her, they are like, okay, we know Jenna and we all have our, you know, we can, sh- we can Google you guys up and we can look it up. But Jessel seems to be an outsider. How did she yes. end up here? Yes. Yep. And so I think that's the, that's one of the reasons why they push her, push her, push her so much. And I, it's, it's just the fact that Aaron was sitting there and talking to Bryn and Bryn was lapping it up. I'm thinking Bryn just last night, she was calling you a liar. Bryn doesn't seem to have memory. She's like a goldfish. She doesn't remember all the different times that (laughs) Aaron has been just downright nasty to her and she just lets it go. And I think that's her coping mechanism from her trauma. But I'm like, okay. You guys are, Bryn just wants drama so she can have something spicy or something to, you know, play around with. But she's so unserious in that moment. Yeah. But Aaron is, Aaron, all Aaron wants to do is go after one after the other. So she gets, everybody forgets that they're mad at her and actually get mad at each other. Yeah. And, and then she can say that I'm an essential player in this, in this cast. But yeah. what's happening is slowly people are getting mad at her. And that's because of Uba. Uba being yeah. sensible. Yes. I love Uba. So let's carry this Jessel situation through the episode. What else happened? So Jessel also downloads to Bryn what happened. The night, they all go on a boat. And Jessel mm-hmm. downloads to Bryn what happened the night before. And she's like, I really wish that I had a bodyguard. And Uba is the only reliable narrator here because Uba says – yeah, they were being really hard on her, and it didn't matter what she said. They were going to try to poke holes in it. Mm-hmm. And then Sai has the weirdest reaction. <gasps> she starts screaming. Yeah. She's like, you're not direct, and the, your parents' story isn't about you. I'm sorry. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, because the night before you were, day before you were telling everybody about how, which is, by the way, a valid story, Sai. Mm-hmm. You should tell everybody about your mom and how she was an alcoholic and you did this thing. You shared that story about your mother, right? Mm-hmm. That's Rin shared her mother's story. Jenna shared her mother's story. Exactly. It's all stories about your parents. Why is Jessel not allowed to share that? When we learned about Aaron, what we learned was that her parents were selling houses to Gwyneth Paltrow and Brad Pitt. Yeah. Is that not a valid story? Like, do we yeah. not get to hear that about Aaron? Right. Like, I don't understand why Jessel's parents get. What did she say? Uba said something like, it doesn't matter if Jenna said her mom was an alien, they would believe her. But if Jessel brought her mom to them, they would say, I don't think that's your mom. Like, show us your DNA test. Yeah. (laughs) And like Aaron keeps saying, oh, but we just don't believe you. It just doesn't seem true. Like, why would you lie about that? She's not fucking lying about it. Why do you assume, Aaron, that people are lying? Maybe you lie. And that's why you think about other people. Why yes. do you think people would lie about their lives? Why Why is that your first reaction? If you hear something new, something foreign, something that you are not used to hearing, something that you did not expect to hear, why is your first assumption that it must be a lie? Yes. Maybe it's all the fake news you listen to. 
oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe you just don't trust anything people say to you because you've actually been lied to Mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. And I think that Jessel was so right in saying that Erin is projecting her own privilege on Jessel. Yeah, and Sai is projecting her trauma. She's like, oh, you have to have this much trauma to qualify. Otherwise, you don't get to talk about your trauma. Yeah, saying that like, oh, I had to work at, you know, at a department store and I had I went negative overdraft, whatever. So that's the only thing that matters. People in America live paycheck to paycheck and they might not be in overdraft, but they might also only have $20. Uba's right. Yeah. Broke is broke. Yeah. You're broke. You don't have any extra money. And then she's like, oh, I wish that I had an uncle, a family member I could stay with. I was homeless. Yeah. Okay. That's so, fine. Yeah. What do you Why want Jessel to do? Do you wish that she was homeless? I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. We're, we're, the, do all the cast members have to be homeless and be overdrafted at 18 or 20 for you to accept them as part of your group? What is this? I just don't understand. That was weird, weird, weird. And the way she snapped at Jessel, the way she was yelling at her, that was horrible. I didn't understand that. And the fact that nobody else was speaking up, like Jenna is sitting there and saying, I wish I had a little bit like. I wish I had some sigh in me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what? I don't get it. It was really strange. I also didn't like that Bryn was like, oh, are we on a boat or are we in a bodega? Yeah. Mm, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like the connotation there. It was just weird stuff. That like weird comments. There was way too much weirdness. And I, you're there. absolutely right about Jenna. I think that Jenna, one thing that's really bothering me about her is she sees these conflicts and fine, maybe this is also like when you're in your 50s behavior of like, I'm not getting fucking involved yeah. with these crazy women. Yeah. yeah. But it does bother me that she's clearly seeing what I believe is an injustice and yeah. she does nothing about it. Right. And that really bothers me because – If anything, it, you, if you think about it as a workplace, then you yes. have to speak up when something yes. like that happens. Like when she's yelling, nobody's telling Sai. Yes, you are yelling, Sai. You shouldn't be. Nobody yeah. nobody's yeah. Even with like how they treat Jenna, like Jenna decides to wear that like wetsuit or whatever. And they're always like, why are you so covered up, Jenna? Why are you covered up? They're always constantly asking why people are wearing what they're wearing and doing what they're doing. And it's like people want to be individuals. What's your problem? Right. Sai is also the other one that says that Uba is always on her phone. You know, she's never without her phone. You too, Sai. You're constantly taking pictures for your content. You are always on your phone too. I don't think there's anybody who's not always on their phone. That was again. Sai is always making these snide remarks at all times. I don't understand her. She sucks. Yeah. She sucks. Um. (laughs) But Aaron, Aaron sucks more. Aaron sucks more. We'll I, get into it. We got to talk about Aaron's behavior in a bit. Mm-hmm. But before we get into what happened with Uba and Aaron, I want to talk about Je- uh, Jenna real quick. So Jenna, like two episodes ago, right, the, the first day that they get on vacation, Bryn is the one who is the angriest about yes. Jenna and how she Bryn took Because Bryn never heard Jenna's stories. Remember, Je- Bryn had missed it in Hampton. <laughs> Stupid. But mm-hmm. Jenna... Coming early, Bryn was so mad. Oh, these gifts she gives and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And she's – but now suddenly she's, like, doing this over-flirtatious thing of, like, 
blowjobs and sucking dick and which is yeah that was after jenna broke down they broke her down they literally forced her put her in an uncomfortable position and made her cry and tell them more about her mother and her life and uh, and uh, Bryn got to hear that for the first time and Bryn was sobbing and now Bryn thinks oh she understands jenna because jenna opened up but this is the reward Jenna gets for having cried on Bryn's lap. Now Bryn can be her. Think, you know. I think that there's something really like strange about the way that Jenna and or Bryn is behaving with Jenna, yeah. which is like I imagine this is how Jenna. Um, sorry, I imagine this is how Bryn also navigates in her like romantic relationships because mm-hmm. you know Bryn went online last week and was like pissed that people are insinuating that she is a sex worker. Which, yeah. by the way. There's nothing wrong with sex work. Mm-hmm. Sex work is work, okay? Mm-hmm. But she's like, I am, uh, you know, an accomplished person, and it's just so fucked that you mm-hmm. fucked up that everybody would say this. But like, her whole thing on the show, the way even she's navigating this relationship with Jenna is she's mad at Jenna. She doesn't like the way Jenna's treating her, and then to make it up to this like wealthy woman, she's. Mm-hmm flirting with her and she's behaving in this overly sexualized way to get her to like her and I'm like I don't I'm like not trying to be a prude prude I think that people women should be as sexual as they want but there's something really I find really icky about being overly sexual with a queer woman Mm -hmm. like if you're not gay I think it's really inappropriate to be that level of flirtatious with your queer cast member yeah, if you don't want I it think to go somewhere. I think Bryn is a, is still a child and Bryn, Bryn is trying to do this with she uses the only thing she has she uses is she uses that overt flirtation as a weapon to make people like her. Yeah. And she's con- if if she fi- if she thinks that somebody is mad at them mad at her then she does that. She was did that in the very first episode when Erin was mad at her. The right after she said sort of sorry to Erin, she started flirting with Erin to make yeah. sure that Erin was okay with her. So she does that all the time. Yeah. I think it's less about actual flirtation, it's about getting your getting that person to like you. So That's that is what bad. she's trying. She's constantly flirting. She uses flirtation to find to try and get people to like her. It's it's um, it's very sad. It's super sad. Yeah. All right. So Uba and Aaron start the episode off pretty much fine. They started Uh, the whole series off pretty much fine, remember? They started off great, (laughs) yeah. And then we find out when they're on the boat that the night before Uba had thrown Aaron in the pool and Aaron was laughing about it and Aaron was like, now I got to get Uba back. And Uba's Mm -hmm. joking. She's like, oh my God, I'm so scared this whole time. I know that I'm going to get in the water. I'm going to get in the water. I'm going to get in the water. They get back to the house and – Eventually, Uba does get thrown in the water, but not by Aaron, by Sai. Yeah. And in that time, the entire time that they're all joking around by the pool, Uba had left her phone in the van on the way Mm -hmm. back from the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And Aaron just happened to be the person that was there who took the phone from the driver. Now, I want to specify, Aaron didn't go back and look for Uba's phone. The driver actually called out Uba's name. Yes. The driver called out Uba's name. And Aaron took the phone and went in. Yeah. And so Aaron thinks because she's a part of a family of five and she pranks. Fuck you. Pranking yeah. is so these stupid. Are not, okay. These are not your br- you 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 don't prank your coworkers the same way you would prank your brothers and sisters when you are younger. Yeah. You know, I, you, I know. there has to be some boundary. 
Yes, absolutely. So she says she's going to get Uba back by throwing her in the pool. And now she's going to get Uba back by keeping Uba's phone. So she takes Uba's phone and she hides it for like an hour. And Uba is kind of frantically looking for it. And Aaron mm-hmm. thinks that she's being cute and funny. And then once she realizes that – actually, she doesn't say anything. It's Sai who says, Aaron has your phone. Just go mm-hmm. and get it from her. Yeah. The, the next morning – Uba's pissed because she's mm-hmm. like, that was really fucked up. This is my mm-hmm. whole life. And I do think that like, one, you guys barely know each other. Yeah. Two, Aaron has been now sitting around poking holes in literally everybody's stories. Mm-hmm. She did it to Jenna. She did it to Sai. She did mm-hmm. it to uh, uh, to Bryn. She's doing it to Jessel. I'm sure Uba's thinking to herself, this crazy ass vindictive bitch is probably gonna go she's going to go through my phone. She's coming for me next. Yeah. And I think that Uba has a really good point. She's like, I'm a single woman. I travel the world and I have family that's worried about me. Yeah. And if I don't have my phone – and also she's thinking to herself, I left my phone in the car. I left my phone in the restaurant. Right. All my money is in there. My private stuff is in there. Exactly. Like, my pictures, that's, photos. That's nerve-wracking. Yeah, that's not – you know what happens to people that – so it's not just – like this happened like on Sunday, the, the uh, evening of Sunday – our daughter, um, she went biking with her friend, mm-hmm. and she didn't. She doesn't have a pocket, but she wore a skirt, so she just put her phone in her skirt, mm-hmm. and then she went biking. And she came back, and later that night, she couldn't find her phone, and we went nuts because we were like, "Okay, where did you drop it? Did you bring it in?" She didn't. She didn't remember if she brought it in. She didn't remember where she put it. She swore that it was in the house, but there's no evidence of it. It's run out of charge. It's not ringing. We have no way of, this is our old phone. So we cannot locate it with our current services, mm-hmm. but it has all of our banking information, all of that, because it's an old phone and we haven't yet cleaned it all up. Yeah. And so we are like, go, my husband drove all through the neighborhood looking for phone. I put it on the Facebook. I was like, you know, if anyone found a phone, please let us know. But this is like, it we went into panic mode and this is an old phone with old stuff in it yeah but i can just imagine and then later on we found it it was she had thrown it in a, on her dresser then fell into a laundry basket <laughs> and all of that it took us an hour and a half before we found it but in the hour and a half that we were the whole household was nuts we were so worried about it because there's so much information in there and yeah. then for for somebody in a foreign country to not have a phone, that's like one of the scariest things ever. Yes. And people <sighs> online are like, oh, yeah, how scary could it be? She was with production and blah, 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 and this and that. Okay, but production can't do anything for you if all of your private shit is on a phone and right. somebody grabs the phone and empties out your bank account. Right. Production can't do anything. Yes. You think Bravo is going to do anything for you? You think producers are going to do anything for you right. if somebody steals your entire fucking identity because you left your phone at a restaurant? Right. No. Like, it's insane. So then the next morning, Uba's pissed. She's mm-hmm. like not playing games. She's like, this is super disrespectful. She's basically ignoring Sai and Aaron. Yeah. And she's purposely ignoring them. And this is what she does for the rest of the day. And they're yeah. going to get ready and go to the beach. And I just – this is the part that made my – I was already annoyed with Aaron. Yeah. But this is the part that made my blood boil. Yeah. All Uba is doing is ignoring this woman. Right. 
All she did yeah. is ignore this woman. She did not talk to her. She did not say a word to her. Right. But Aaron says things like, it feels like a mean girl thing to do. Yeah. It feels really mean. Yeah. I feel scared. I feel yes. threatened. I feel I like Uba is being really aggressive. Yeah. I feel intimidated by her. I'm yeah, really she, scared. I don't think she says threatened. I think she 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 she's changed it. I was like, I feel intimidated is something that I haven't heard uh, any of the Karens use so well because they usually say threatened. I feel threatened. I feel scared. Yes, she says I feel scared, but intimidated is one that I was like, ooh, look at that. Looking and taking a nuance of saying that <laughs> I feel intimidated. You may not be intimidating me, but I feel intimidated. Oh yeah. wow, look at that nuance, little. Yeah, Karen. and Karen. so she, her name should be Karen. Not Aaron. Aaron the Karen. So Aaron she, the Karen. The, that's going to be the name of this episode. So she, Vimpa again, puts, puts is what her name should be. Wob. <laughs> I, I called her a wet ass blanket last week. Yes. Wob. <laughs> <laughs> but she, yeah, she's like, I feel intimidated. I'm, you know, this feels really mean. Yeah. What's mean, Aaron? Telling your coworkers that they're liars, right? Yelling at people, right? Is that mean or is yeah. ignoring somebody mean? So right. Uba so far has just simply she ignored hasn't said Aaron. a word. She hasn't, she said, hasn't a word. said a word to this woman. Uba she looks back upset. at her when she comes for breakfast, and Aaron turns to Brynn and said, "Did you see that? Did you see how she looked at me?" Like what? She's mad at you. What do you? What, she, how else do you think she should look at you? This is like this is like such white lady victim bullshit right like this is the thing that makes me mad it's exactly it's this coded language and it's also the fact that you as a white lady get to like say whatever you want and do whatever you want and say i was just joking and i will say this uba pushing aaron into the pool i don't love i don't love when people get pushed into the pool i don't like it but uba then after that says i know i'm gonna get it i know that it's gonna be on me i know my turn is coming i know i don't like to get my hair wet but i know i have to get it's gonna happen so she's prepared she's prepared to have this retaliation she's not prepared to have her belongings taken from her Mm -hmm. okay that's property that's property but also like Aaron gets to do whatever she wants and mm-hmm. say whatever she wants and then say, I'm just joking. What? What's yeah. the big deal? I just want some yeah. clarification, blah, blah, blah. Like she always has mm-hmm. a reason for why she says and does really mean things. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uba simply ignoring her is so hurtful. It's mm-hmm. the most hurtful thing that has ever happened to Aaron. Oh, my God. Yeah. Then they're all getting ready to go to the beach and the driver, they're all getting ready to leave. And Uba is the one that actually says – Oh, we can't leave. Aaron was just here. Yeah. That's all she says. Aaron was just yeah. here. Yeah. And Aaron storms in, screaming, actually being aggressive. In and her says, face. Gets in her face and says, don't say my name. Don't yeah. talk about me. Yeah. She's and not talking Uba about And Uba tries me. to even explain. I wasn't talking about you. I just said you were here. And you were right here. You were standing right here. And she then said, I don't care what you were saying. Just don't say anything about me. So you're not even willing to listen to the person telling you that whatever you assumption you made walking in is not true. You don't even have that because you've already decided that Uba is talking shit about you. You've already decided that this person is aggressive. You already decided this person is going to get into a confrontation with you. You've already decided that you are a victim. Yes. 
Erin is the perpetual victim. Yes. And she gets to point her finger and say whatever she wants about all these people. And then when she gets called out on it, oh, I was joking. What's the big deal? I was just pointing it out. I just need some clarity. What's the issue? Meanwhile, we know that she lies. She mm-hmm. lied about Jessel crying over coffee. Yes. She, she has just made shit up about people. She time. just makes yeah. things up. And it's a lot of Aaron's perception of things. Mm-hmm. But Aaron's perception gets to be blown out of proportion. And it gets to be – she gets to describe situations that are coded microaggressions. Mm-hmm. Like how she is talking about her good friend Uba mm-hmm. is bullshit. Yeah. It's – I'm just going to go ahead and say, yeah, it's a microaggression, but also that makes sense. This this is in line with the kind of person that I think Erin is. Like, she's exactly – she's a woman who says things like, oh, I don't don't want a wet-ass pussy. What is that? Well, no shit. Yeah. We can tell. And then you're going to sit around and and talk shit about Jessel not having sex? I don't think so. Yeah. Ma'am. Yeah. (sighs) What do you think about Uba touching Aaron's face and getting the glasses off? Good for Uba. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Uba didn't do anything to this woman. And this woman chose to get into Uba's face. Mm -hmm. You're going to get in my face. I'm going to take the fucking glasses off of you. And I'm going to hold on to the glasses. Yeah. And then I'm going to make you see how you feel. Yeah. Aaron started it. Uba ended it. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. You don't start it if you don't know how to end it. Yeah. I saw preview for next week and she's like nothing. Uba was doing nothing to you. Nothing. Yeah. And then also, like I saw preview for next week where she's Aaron's like, this is the meanest thing that's ever happened to me. Oh, you can maybe add it to your list of struggles. Yes. And maybe that's because you've been so sheltered like a princess. Yes. Maybe. Maybe that's what it is. Yes. Stupid bitch. (sighs) See? (laughs) See? (sighs) Yeah. That awesome. felt good. Did that you, felt great. Feels, that did feel really good. good. I've been holding on to this for two days. <laughs> you know, it feels it 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 felt so heavy. Now I feel lighter. I can probably sleep better. It's oh just God, been like I've been holding so on to because you know Sundays are hard for me because Sunday I have this and I get worked up about Erin and then I go straight into Sister Wives and I get worked up about Cody Brown. <laughs> Cody. So it's like for me, I'm like, and I don't even have an outlet for Cody Brown. I need to get Kara, Kara, Kara Berry to invite me to come and just, you know, just talk so I can get all of this off. <laughs> but I carry a lot of venom for Cody Brown that doesn't go anywhere. So it's like Mondays are the worst. Like I wake up angry. I'm mad at everyone. Then I have to go into work and sit in staff meetings. And I'm like, I hate you all. I hate all of it. <laughs> and then and then People you go like, online. Why is she always so pissy? <laughs> like stab me. <laughs> and then you go online and you find out that your problematic favorite Bethany is up to some bullshit again. <laughs> I know. So like, trying to give Consuela her own makeup. What the fuck is wrong with her? And then did you see <laughs> Today she, made a she video? Went on, Did you see that? <laughs> she went online and she's like, she's like. I just learned about this word white savior complex and a former housewife. Bitch, that was your fucking best friend. Yeah, a former housewife. Like, it's a three letter word, not one. I was like, okay. Yeah. Okay, good one. And then she's like, <laughs> you know, one of the, somebody messaged me and told me that it's actually racist of her to say that. that somebody to me. was Aaron Lichie. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
stupid ass Bethany. Get out of here, <laughs> idiot. I hate her. I hate her so much. <laughs> Somebody take her phone. I feel so bad for no, her. So I have already changed from Bethany. I'd gone to Shannon. No, Shannon is in the dumpster. I'd already given up on Bethany. <laughs> Shannon was my problematic favorite. Now she's in the dumpster. You still have Karen Huber. I will always have Karen. Karen can do no wrong. <laughs> Karen is having the best time of her life. The past few days, she's been with Ra- a Raven. She's taking all these nice pictures, mommy and me pictures. She's just being the best mom ever. You know, she's doing all, all of the good things. I cannot wait for Potomac to come back. I know, me too. I miss them. <laughs> Are you enjoying enjoying Salt Lake City? We don't have to talk about it in detail, no, but I um I am I'm enjoying Lisa a lot. <laughs> As usual. I always enjoy Heather her. Heather irritates me so much. Heather is the same as um, uh, Aaron. Kyle Richards for me. Oh. Just chalk on the wall. I cannot yeah. stand. Yeah. yeah. And Aaron. Yeah. 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 Aaron at least makes me angry. Heather just irritates me. You know I think I mean? that everybody but Heather is like such a caricature on the show that like I love everybody else. Yeah. I love watching everyone else and Mary how goofy they are. I love Mary. <sighs> Mary's so good. Mary call, calling Trixie Trixie Motel. It was the the funniest so thing good. ever. So good. And well, I, her son is sitting right there. She could have instead of calling the motel, <laughs> she could have asked her son whether he's married or not. <laughs> I was like, ask him, Mary. Ask him. He's right there. She hasn't had time. No. She can't get to the bottom of it. Okay. Yeah, she doesn't want to know because then she doesn't have to share her money. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. She's like, don't, don't ask, don't tell. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, I will be back on Friday to talk uh, with Kendrick about Salt Lake City and OC. <gasps> that is going to so. be hilarious. Oh my God, Kendrick is going to be that so is, good. Kendrick is perfect to talk about Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll be back then. Ugh. Um. But yeah, besides that, you know, I'm just, uh, I have some purging to do today. I'm going to take all of my old makeup, put it into Ziploc bags, <laughs> give it to you. <laughs> to me. You know, yeah. did you comment that Bethany let, somebody was like, why would you assume that Consuela can't afford this makeup? And she goes, because she works at TJ Maxx. <laughs> Bethany, I beg of you, please. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> stop digging. You're already down there. <laughs> She's going to come out in China or something. She's been digging so hard. <laughs> She's just going to go through the earth and come out <laughs> on the other side. Please. <laughs>